News Channel 5. By the way, you can watch us every day, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I've got on a mustard Preds jersey that I haven't brought out in. I don't even I've had this thing. I couldn't tell you the last time I wore it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I see the – I mean – I see the saber tonight. That is the that's the Nash Vegas. Yeah, going to host uh, Smashville Live, and then got Nash Vegas, and it's around uh, the Mustard Cat tonight, man. Yeah, so because you know I had to dig deep in the closet to find the this. double saber tooth staring yeah. me in the eyes with the double eyes there. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what's unique about that one. Yeah, let's bring in Steve Lehman. I bet he doesn't. I bet he's not wearing a mustard jersey. No, jersey he better not today. be. I don't think so. Steve, what's up? I am not. You're right about that. Uh, I was wondering, though, you were that inspired by last night's effort that you decided to bring it out? Uh, I didn't say I was inspired at all. Uh, I was there. (laughs) And, um, no, it was anything but inspiring after that Duchesne goal. I'm just saying tonight's theme is this. uh, And so I felt like it was proper. You know, I should should dress appropriately. And so that's that's where I'm at. But, no, it was anything but inspiring uh, last night coming out of the break. Yeah, I was there as well, and I'm getting set. I'm in Springfield, Missouri right now, getting set to call Belmont and Missouri State tonight. I felt like I was watching a basketball game last night with as many fast break points as Golden Knights had in that game. That's not supposed to happen in hockey. Uh, there were uh, quite a bit of breakaways, weren't there? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, 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 that was not good. There was a lot of bad bounces, too, Uh Pucks there going were. between legs, and you know, it just next thing you know, there's another break. It's, I I saw people complaining about Soros's play, and I'm like, really? Were you were you watching the game? Like that that game could have been eight nine one easily. Totally. Easily, it, it could have been, and I I don't think it was his best night. No, but I think five to one was pretty representative of what the chances were for Vegas and what he possibly could have done. Preds could have scored more themselves with a couple breaks, to your point, and it could have been a little prettier game than what the final score was. But, yeah, not a good night back for the home team after what was an incredible run-up to the break to put them back in position, so they got to get going again. What do you think, uh, quickly, what do you think about tonight's game? How do, you, how do you feel about Belmont's chances on the road? I like them. Got to win. Uh, they're in the middle of a stretch here, Darren, where this is game two of a four-game stretch where they have to win all four. And if they do, they put themselves in position where the final three games against all three contenders at the end, that if they win one, I think they guarantee themselves the first round bye in the tournament. If they win two, I think they'll secure at least a share of the conference title. So this is a key stretch Mm. here to win the games that you should win. And this will be tough tonight on the road, but win the games that you should to set up that final stretch where you're really playing for something. Yeah. Right before we went to, took to the airwaves yesterday, I mean right before, the Titans announced that uh, they are going to elevate Tim Kelly to OC. So they decide to do it in-house. One, what do you think of that move? And, and what I said yesterday, Steve, is I'd love to know what we'll probably never find out, but what was going on behind the scenes for the last month? Were they really considering other people? And they got turned down, or they couldn't finalize a deal. Who said some, no, Steve? Right. Who said no? Well, like, how did we get to this? Because you you could have made this announcement a month ago. So I would just love to know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know if we'll ever find out. But what'd you think of the move? 
Yeah, and frankly, you could have made this move potentially in mid-October or November. Yeah, And true. there were some fans out there calling for it then. And for that reason, I think it's probably underwhelming now. But at the same time, I think Tim Kelly did a pretty good job in Houston. He had two years, and when he had Deshaun Watson, that was a really good-looking offense. When he didn't have Deshaun Watson or really anybody else, it was a really bad-looking offense. But one thing that I take some heart in, from what Mike Vrabel said yesterday, is if you go back to the final game two years ago when the Titans were wrapping things up and basically securing the one seed in the final game of the regular season, and the Texans were terrible. Tennessee got up to a big lead, and in the second half, Tim Kelly completely changed the Houston offense, went with a different philosophy and style, and they passed their way back into that game. And I think that impressed Mike Vrabel. Somebody knew Tim Kelly already, but that adaptivity impressed him. For, to watch it in that game. And I think that's what he wants. The thing that I also took away from what Vrabel said yesterday, and I asked him, I said, everybody wants to know how much this offense is going to change or it should change. How much do you want to see it change? And he said, look, you're always going to have an identity, and we want to keep that physical presence. We want to be able to throw the ball off of that. But the things he said to me that stood out is he said, I want to be multiple I want to play with more tempo. I want to find different personnel groupings and basically not telestrate it where you don't have guys who are just in for running plays or guys who are just in for passing plays, be able to do a lot of different things. And I want a bunch of players who are going to be versatile and able to do different things. And those to me are all things that I know I complained about over the last couple of years, and I think a lot of Titans fans did. So if that's the charge for Tim Kelly – and he's got the background and what Mike Vrabel saw in that game in Houston, I think there's hope that it can look different. It's not going to be wholesale changes by any means, but I think there's some hope that it can be a different-looking offense next year and beyond. I don't care. I really don't have a, a, a strong opinion one way or the other because ultimately Mike Vrabel knows better than us, right? I mean, he knows – it was kind of like when he decided, you know, he played that silly game with Shane Bowen for a year. And, oh, I didn't know having a title was that big of a deal. And it's like, come on, Mike, stop it. And so he named him, you know, defensive coordinator. And I didn't have a problem with it because he knows him better than us. And you know what? Nobody's talking about Shane Bowen as the D.C. anymore. I, I'll just trust Mike Vrabel knows more about Tim Kelly than we do. So if he feels like he's the right guy, then okay. But here's where I'm going with this, Steve. He's handpicked Tim Kelly, okay? There was a whole lot of stuff about Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and a lot of other candidates, and he is telling all of everybody, this is the best guy for the job. If Tim Kelly, if nothing is changes or the whole offense doesn't get a whole lot better, at some point you run out of, you know, I guess free passes, get out of jail card free. And everything is going to – all the attention will go on Mike Vrabel. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think in some ways it already does, Darren. Just the way this all played out. and He, he promoted Todd Downing from within a couple of years ago when Arthur Smith left. And look, his hand was forced a bit there. He'd lost two coordinators in three years to promotions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had a guy on the staff that he thought had earned it. But it didn't work out, obviously, and that's why you're making this move now. But to go back to the staff again to make another hire, if it doesn't work out, yeah, I think there's some real criticism that can be levied to Mike Vrabel in that situation. It's funny you mentioned the titles, too. A few years ago, he wouldn't give Shane Bowen the defensive coordinator title. Now everybody on the staff 
has some right, sort of right. a title. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not just a position coach. I mean, it's passing game analyst, oh, yeah. coordinator, offensive coordinator, <laughs> run game coordinator. I mean, who's, who's coordinating what at the end of the day? And, I mean, I think the answer is it's Tim Kelly. He's the guy who ultimately does it. And all those guys have roles in helping build the offense and then helping game plan within the course of a week. But, I mean, that's his goal. Um, uh, that that's his goal is to have Tim Kelly be the guy in charge of everything. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I do think you're right that it ups the pressure on Mike Vrabel if this doesn't work out. Because this is really the first year where we've seen some adversity. His whole career was just success, good coaching hires, wins, playoff bursts. And now you have a seven-game losing streak, a losing record, you miss the playoffs, you fire your offensive coordinator, and you're replacing him with someone on the staff. If that doesn't work out, the noise gets a little bit louder. Yeah, that is a good point, by the way. Mike Vrabel went from, what's the big deal about people having titles, to now everybody's got one, and some of them, we don't even know what it means. So it's like, what what does that person, what does that title do? Like, some, you know, like, you look at some of these titles, it's like, what what is their, their uh, you know, what do they have to do day in and day out? Um, did you see... Ian or uh, Albert, I guess it was Albert Breer that initially put it out there. I've seen several tweeting about it. Did you see the other about the hire of Chad? Is it Brinker? Yeah, Chad Brinker from yes. Green Bay, uh, who was a personnel football uh, executive as their new assistant GM. Have you, have you been able to look into his past at all and know a little bit about him? Well, he's a pro personnel guy, so he's been very much involved in the Packers scouting of other teams, scouting of free agents, looking at guys to, to pick up during the course of the season. So I think you're talking about a guy who knows the league very well and can be a good add-in to the personnel department here. It does make me wonder, though, this is seemingly the first real move by Rand Carthon between his scouting department or his personnel department to bring in a quote-unquote Rand Carthon guy. And so what does that mean about – you know, any of the other people who are there, you know, Ryan Cowden, what does it mean about the scouting department? A- anybody else. But, uh, you know, I mean, the Packers have done a pretty good job of bringing in pro guys around the league, free agency moves and all of that sort of stuff, and have won a bunch of games over the year. So I don't think it's a bad thing to bring in a guy from that system. But it does appear to be the first real move by Rand Carthon to sort of establish his own personnel department. What did you make of uh, Coach Vrabel's comments about Ryan Tannehill and the fact that he's been in the building every day, uh, according to what I heard him say, uh, and the fact that you know he's been very engaged with the team uh, here in the early offseason? On the simple front, Justin, I think it means that he's still rehabbing. And so the best place to do that is at St. Thomas Sports Park mm. as opposed to at his home in warm weather in Florida, which is where I'm sure he'd prefer to be right now and I know his wife would prefer to be there right now so I I think that's really the biggest part of it but look I mean Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback of this football team until someone says otherwise and so he's going in there every day and I think he's preparing for next year and he's talking to whoever those coaches are and I'm sure those talks will intensify now that Tim Kelly is officially the offensive coordinator and you bring in Charles London a new coach to be in that quarterback's room and have some role in the passing game for the Titans. I'm sure those talks intensify, and he's going to 
he's going to get right down to business with it and, and plan to be the quarterback and plan to win some football games here next year unless they decide to go in a different direction. But, okay, Steve, is it possible – is it possible they've already made the decision about the quarterback before they even hired the offensive coordinator? Wouldn't you have decided, you know what, we're not going to stick with Ryan Tannehill and then maybe hired someone uh, to go in that direction? Or is this hire uh, indicative for the fact that they're going to remain with Ryan Tannehill here uh, for the foreseeable future into the next season at least? Well, obviously anything's possible. I, I don't think it's likely they've come to a 100% conclusion on that because mm. I think there's some variables coming for them. I mean, heck, they haven't even been to the combine yet. They haven't really seen what's happening in free agency. Uh, you know, there's rumors out there that he's gauged some interest on some trade possibilities, but that's not going to happen yet. And so until you can kind of get a real feel of what the price of something like that would be, I don't, I don't think you can make the 100% decision. Mm. That being said, I do think, Justin, that the hire of Tim Kelly or the promotion of Tim Kelly makes it more likely than not that Ryan Tannehill's back next season. Okay. That may be his last season, but I do think it's more likely than not that them keeping the offense with at least sort of the fundamental or foundational pieces of where it's been the last few years and saying we're going to add a few more things or be a little bit more multiple, it makes more sense to me than not that Ryan Tannehill would be the quarterback that they'd start with, which is kind of what I've said all along is when you look at all the holes, when you look at the offensive line, when you look at the need for skill position players, I don't think quarterback is the most pressing thing to address on this team. And so especially if you could maybe work out a new deal and save a few bucks on Tannehill, I think it's more important to work out those things and bring back Tannehill for a year or maybe two years or whatever and then find your long-term quarterback a couple years from now, then go the other way. Because if you get the quarterback now, but you have no offensive line, well, you might kill him. And I don't know if that's the way you want to go either. <laughs> Coach Rabel talked to – well, I'm not going to say he talked a lot about it. It was in his language. Roster building, adding pieces. Uh, these are things that he normally does not say in the offseason because there's been a general manager above him who's been in charge of such things. Um, so in the past, he says things like, well, you know, we'll talk to John, see who John brings in, and then we'll go from there. That wasn't his language yesterday. He talked a lot about, well, we, get, we, we have to get some guys in here. I talked to Rand, and we believe that we need the, – the language is already sounding uh, a little bit different here to me, uh, Steve. Did you hear that yourself, or am I just making this up here? Justin, dare I use the word collaboration? Oh, my. I, I, oh, my. I, I, I feel like that's where he was going with that yesterday. He didn't say it, but it felt like what Rand Carthon said at that introductory press conference, that this is going to be two guys talking about the state of the football team and the head coach saying, hey, I think we need a few more of these guys. And, and yesterday, one of the things he said multiple times was we need more speed. I want to yes. see more speed specifically on offense. So I'm just guessing that that has been a hot topic around that building over the last few weeks since Rand Carthon was officially hired. And that's going to be a goal this offseason, to find some guys who can stretch the field and be difference makers on offense, maybe difference makers on defense as well. But, yeah, I, I think there's no question that in the past where John Robinson clearly had the final say on those personnel matters 
And, you know, Mike Grable might have said something. But at the end of the day, he always kind of deferred to Robinson. And then this season, when people would ask, what do you think about the roster? He still sort of deferred to Robinson and never was critical. I think if you want to read into anything, yesterday was sort of that first little sign that Mike Grable was saying, look, the roster wasn't good enough last year. We have to tweak some things. We have to be better in these areas. And between Rand Carthon and myself, we're going to work hard to identify the players who can help us. As we wrap this up, Steve, you said tweak. Do you really think it's going to be a tweaking offseason, or do you think it's going to be an offseason where we're going to be hit with all kinds of news, a lot of wow days, like, wow, you know, for us, for you going on television, for us coming on this radio show and going, man, the the Titans have parted ways with fill-in-the-blank, or the Titans have traded for fill-in-the-blank, the Titans have signed fill-in-the-blank, or what what are we in for this offseason? That's a great question, Darren. It really is, and I, I'm not sure I can give you a good answer. I, I think we are definitely headed for some wow days, if for no other reason than they're going to have to part ways with some salary in this offseason. They just can't, they can't yeah. make enough moves without doing that. Yeah. So I don't know who it's going to be necessarily, but you're going to see a Bud Dupree or a Zach Cunningham or maybe a Ryan Tannehill. You're going to see a guy like that or two guys like that or three guys like that be out of a job at some point this spring, and I I would classify that as a wow day. That being said, I think the overall makeup of the team, I don't think you're going to see wholesale changes defensively. And offensively, I think you're going to see a lot of effort to try to find speed on the perimeter, guys to put around Derrick Henry in terms of other playmakers, and you're going to have to rework that offensive line. You just have to do those two things. And so that makes it, to me, far less likely. You're not going to see a major move with Derrick Henry this offseason. I can't imagine. You're not going to probably see them part ways with Ryan Tannehill this offseason. You're not going to see big moves with other star players. So if it's possible to really straddle the fence and say both, I think it's that. I think the tweaks are going to be in places – like the offensive line, which isn't much of a tweak, by the way, but you know, revamping the offensive line may not seem like a sexy overhaul, but it's necessary. And I think the wow moves are going to be more in like salary reduction and cuts of a couple key guys. Have you ever been to a darkness retreat? <laughs> no, and I have no desire to. Okay, Sounds like the type of yeah. thing that would make you go insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't understand the fascination. All right, uh, on the way out. Uh, I know you got hoops tonight on the road. Who do you got in the Super Bowl since we won't talk to you before this game takes place? Who do you got? I think it's going to be a great game. I'm leaning Eagles. I I think they've just been the best team all season long. I also think they're healthier going into this game, Darren. I like their defense, and especially if Patrick Mahomes isn't 100%, I think that pass rush has the ability to get to him and, and make his day very tough. So I'm going to lean Eagles, but look, Patrick Mahomes has been there before. Andy Reid has been there before. Travis Kelsey's been there before. Chiefs are the highest scoring offense in the league. Could they win a shootout? Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great game, but I'm going to say that the Eagles get it done. Okay, good stuff. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Good stuff there. Mm -hmm. 